On the Gravity Dial podcast this week, I am pleased to be joined by Sergio. He is one of the founders of Momentum One and also Hermes Protocol. Some of you might know him from uh, being in and out of a ton of different original Terra and current Terra communities. Um, just an overall very involved community member. We're going to speak about what Momentum One is, a little bit about Hermes Protocol as well, seeing everything that they're building there. So Sergio, thank you so much for joining me today and take time on your schedule. Yeah, thanks for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we've been good friends with uh, with Gravity Dow for a while. Uh, so yeah, exciting times. <laughs> Absolutely. And Elo was super excited. He's like, oh, you finally got Hermes booked. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've all been working with them for so long. So no, it's great to have the, the collaboration come full circle here. Um, do you mind just quickly giving an introduction of yourself, how you got into crypto, and just give the whole overview of your crypto story and what has led you to where you are today. So I, I, with with crypto, um, I I only I don't I can't even situate like the the year or the month where I first uh, decided to do a small very small deep dive into Bitcoin. Um, but I do remember that it was at two hundred dollars, uh, and back then, uh, I, you know, I've always been I always had like the entrepreneurial spirit within me. Uh, and I, I understood that Bitcoin was going to change the world uh, and that, you know, people should, like, understand it and see what it's going to cause to the world, like how it's going to revolutionize the economy uh, and all the things that come with it. So I, I did some mining uh, with my computer. Um, back then, it was it was still profitable to do it with GPUs. Um, of course, that got out of hand real quick. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't give it too much seriousness. I mean, at some point, I was almost going to spend a few thousand for a dedicated uh, ASIC miner. Um, but I didn't jump the gun. And I'm happy I didn't do it because the like the waiting list for like years. So five years ago, I, I moved I moved out of Portugal to Belgium. I was just seeking for better pay, basically. Uh, and I was working at AXA, the insurance company, as a DevOps engineer. Uh, that, by the way, that's also my, my background. So I'm not really a developer, although I do like to code. Uh, but I'm more into like cloud infrastructure and that kind of stuff. Uh, so that was what I was doing at AXA, uh, managing a whole host of, of different uh, servers for um, middleware anyway. But basically, I started making like this, this nice, uh, you know, uh, economic uh, pillow, as we call it in Portuguese. Uh, so, you know, just a rainy, a rain fund, let's put it like this. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I, knew, I knew that having it in the bank uh, stalled, it, it was just going to be beaten by inflation. I knew that uh, there were already stable coins. So I started looking around what exists, I actually used some apps. And at some point, I, it clicked. Um, this is not DeFi. I, I'm using a very fiat-based, let's put it like this, application, and it's very centralized. So these guys are getting their revenue from somewhere. So if I, I'm sure if I look hard enough, I will find a DeFi source of yield that is better than this because they're taking their own cut. So where are these guys making money? So I started looking around eventually, and I find Anchor Protocol. So I hop in, and the Anchor Protocol Discord server was a complete mess. It was chaotic. And I figured, okay, these guys want people to take them seriously. So I started asking around, like, guys, please, let me help you. Like, people won't take you seriously with this, you know? So I built it out, and apparently that became the the best Discord experience for a lot of people. So much so that people started asking around, like, oh, my God, who built this Discord? I'm like, oh, you need to talk with Chino Man. Um, and then people <laughs> see me as the, the, the admin or mod or whatever it was on the Anchor Protocol server. So I started getting DMs, and then... And Apollo Dow, 
was interested in, in me like helping them with their Discord and then flip side mm -hmm. crypto and eventually TFL came back around and like, hey, can you actually help us with the main Terra server as well and then mirror protocol? And I'm like, sure, let's do it. Uh, and then the NFT boom happened and like, damn, that was insane. Like uh, two, five decks per week spawning. Uh, and they were all contacting us to build discords for them. It was really cool. Um, so yeah, like I'm really, I'm really proud of the work we've done on Terra. It's it's heartwarming. Uh, you can really make Discord feel like a home uh, with Gravidao. Uh, for, for of course, for the listeners that don't know, but should uh, Gravidao uh, are uh, the the people behind Lunar Resistance, which is the dopest bot. Uh, it uh, gives Discord roles to people that hold certain NFTs or certain certain rarity of NFTs or certain number of NFTs. Anyway, um, so I talked with Elo. Uh, he wanted to build this out, and I'm like, dude, we've been building Discord bots for years. Uh, I noticed you guys, uh, you know, th there are some things you can improve. So you know, maybe we can work together. You guys can do like the Web3 part because we're still noobs at that bit and uh we'll just do the discord experience and we're like okay well sounds great so that's how the partnership mm -hmm. started uh between momentum and gravidao uh and I, i'm really i'm really glad we did it because um lately we've had a few clients on other ecosystems like ethereum and juno stargazer and all of the solutions oh my god they pale in comparison so i'm really glad uh, that we were able to, to make something that is really solid and like the the community admins they love lunar resistance uh, um so you know, you know <laughs> it's a really yeah. proud moment <laughs> no it's great it's great to see everything go full circle and then hearing it from your your viewpoint as well seeing it from the uh well mining bitcoin on your old laptop to now we have <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> now we have the momentum one and we have the hermes protocol and then seeing your involvement with um, not only yeah. the lunatic, lunatic community back in the very early days before everything really took off. I mean, you were there, what, so anchor, so pre-anchor, which is, I mean, well, that's January yeah. of 2021, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. My timeline, right? Yes, that's yeah. January of 2021. So, I mean, that is, I mean, and Luna really took off, I think, that next few four or five months, I think. Yeah, I there really was a off. small, there was a small crash in May. Um, yeah. That's when my fiance, uh, decided to dip her toes into luna so i was already buying at like 15 dollars because i understood the potential for luna uh, when i understood the synergetic relationship between usd and luna so, you know my my fiance she's uh she always worked at banks she's a risk manager so she's very risk averse uh and but she, she just kept hearing me over and over and over just talking with these different projects it's like oh my god you do not shut up about luna uh we can't have dinner without talking about luna or do Quan. uh and i'm like well okay i'm sorry it's just i'm really excited about this uh and i want to you know i want to build on top of it so like when, when the crash happened she was like okay well now's the time to buy uh <laughs> so she started buying at five uh, give or take uh so yeah that was a funny story um and then of course you know it, it recovered and we all know the story afterwards right we'll get um, we'll get it we'll, we don't want to we don't want to give it away too soon you know, we gotta yeah. tease listeners a little bit well i want to hear about <laughs> your your the whole terror crash experience and how you've recovered because that's, that's an important aspect of a lot of the projects we bring on as well who used to yeah. might have been former terror projects and seeing you know how they got back from things but let's just get into what momentum one and hermes is first right. um 
I guess we'll we'll start off a little bit speaking about her uh, momentum one. Sorry, and then yeah, yeah, yeah then we sure, can sure. shift into Hermes because that's more of your because momentum one's more of your web two company, and then Hermes is obviously your your web three project. So. Um, yeah, I guess just give us a little bit of a professional background in that sense. Yeah. So you, we know how you got involved with the space, but what inspired you to start Momentum One? And then what's the story behind Hermes Protocol? Momentum One, uh, it originally started as Momentum Free. And uh, that was because uh, a slogan that I made up at the time was uh, free yourself from IT worries. Um, but then I realized, you know, actually Momentum Free actually means that you're free of momentum, which is really not the take that we wanted to uh, to make uh, people feel about, like, because we want to build momentum for our clients, right? So it's the exact opposite. Uh, so, yeah, we rebranded this year to Momentum One. Now, about, about the background, if you're running your own shop and you want to have a website just for people to find you online, it's not going to look good or whatever because it's not the core mm -hmm. focus. But, I mean, can you really call yourself a business if you're not online in this century? Uh, so that was the that was the thing we've realized. Like, like there's a ton of entrepreneurs that are trying to launch their businesses, but they they don't have the the IT skill sets to to do something, you know, scalable, proper, safe, etc. And, and I wanted to help them. I wanted to help them succeed their businesses. Uh, so momentum free back then. Uh, it was created with that idea, and we. We were building websites, basically, uh, for whichever uh, clients came to our door. It was mostly just uh, um, word of mouth, you know, from friends, uh, previous clients, etc. Um, it wasn't like a, let's say, a solid business. Like, we were doing it just, like, as our own hobby. Uh, we didn't have enough clients to quit our day jobs. Um, but any everything really took off with Terra, of course. Like, I do this Discord for Anchor Protocol. Um, and I mean, I've, I've done a lot of discords before, but it, they were all gaming oriented and gaming communities. They don't, they usually don't have any kind of budget. Like if, even if you want to organize a tournament between users, I mean, either someone's going to pay like, I don't know, a dollar per person and then you can build some kind of like prize pool. But even then a lot of people don't really want to do that kind of thing. So it's very hard, uh, to get monetary flow. On, on gaming communities. At least that was my experience. But yeah, then it clicked me. Wait a second. Anchor Protocol is a business. Terraform Labs is a business. And the, the, these businesses on, on the crypto space, they need a place for their communities. And it needs to be solid. It needs to be easy to use. It needs to be scalable. There are businesses that want to go to Discord, but Discord is not mm -hmm. that easy for people to tap into because it, it can become highly technical if you want want to build something for a business like if you just want to get started and talk with your friends by all means click the plus button give it a name create some channels and roles and be done with it but if you want to build something scalable that looks professional and you can configure all the bots that's gonna take some serious work and there's best practices that most people don't know about and then that's gonna bring you problems over time if you don't follow them so you know there's a whole host of things uh, and then, and then that, again, that's when it clicked. And like when I started getting like an uh, an income of clients that was uh, somewhat solid. At some point, I started scaling the team. And at the end of last year, so 2021, uh, we had 14 members. So that was me, uh, my fiance. She's always been helping with financials. Obviously, you know that's her background. The, the idea for Hermes Protocol it came about when I noticed 
that I was visiting the same websites over and over again because I was not being informed of things that I should have. So basically, I'm very used to reading uh, my notifications on my phone. Uh, not all of them, but like a lot of them, either messages or or like emails that are important, like you know, like the Binance accounts. Like you know, whenever I deposit right. money, it's gonna take some hours. Uh, whenever it's in, I get an email like, "Hey, you, your funds have arrived," or whenever they get out, or whatever. Uh, so we we are used to receiving these notifications for things that matter to us. If you put something for sale on eBay, you expect a notification at a minimum. If you sell, if like if, if someone buys your stuff, right, so that you can ha so that you can ship it afterwards. You don't go to eBay every day to see if someone has bought your stuff. That doesn't make sense. But it is the web three reality. So people don't sign up with email addresses because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be doxxed. Um, so they just connect their wallets and boom, that's how they interact with web three apps. Uh, so there's a clear communication gap there. And we figured, okay, you know what? We've been building bots for so long. What if we can build a bot that can be used as a communication layer for these notifications? So that's how the idea was born. We, we, we wanted to parse the data from the blockchain in real time and then uh, filter it out into alerts that we can configure, that we can allow users to pick and choose whatever actions they want to filter by. And then get those notifications in the forms of like direct messages or just a message on a on a channel inside of a server, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, it only clicked to me uh, about how we were going to build a business out of Hermes um, at the end of the year in November when I went to me uh, the the Hero NFT team. They invited me to the US. It was my first time there uh, to be at the. NFT Art Basel events that was happening in Miami. There was actually a lot of Terra projects there, but also from other ecosystems. It was like really cool to connect with people. So I was talking with people about Momentum and Hermes, and there was this this one person, and we were having lunch, I think. And and as I'm like kind of pitching Hermes, she told me, you know what? What you have with Hermes is actually a data company. Um, and and when she said this. It clicked. Wait a second. Facebook, Twitter, Google, all of these massive companies, they offer their services for free because their business model comes from other businesses. And I thought, okay, but does this make sense for us? And so I, I started thinking, and that's when it clicked to me. Wait, this is it. So basically, uh, and this is, uh, um, should I go into the business model of Hermes? or Please, go we... ahead. Keep going. All right. <laughs> uh, so, so that that's when we we decided on the on the the current roadmap for the business model, which basically it, the platform is always going to be one hundred percent free for users. Um, so no subscriptions, no premium model or anything like that. We want mass adoption. We want people to use, love, and know about Hermes protocol, breathe it almost, <laughs> um, so that. That whenever we are ready to build the business platform of Hermes Protocol, which is going to bring revenue to users as well, then that's going to be massive for us. So how, here's how it's going to pan out. 
right now we have the notifications which i mentioned earlier people just you know subscribe to the different alerts of th things that happen so if you're delegating to validators and they change their commission you can get an alert for that uh if you are uh in the if, if you want to know when you nft collections uh are sent to the blockchain so you can get you know the inside scoop uh you can also subscribe to that uh if you sell an nft that you have in your wallet uh so that again it's that, that kind of like ebay use case um, you can also subscribe to that. Uh, price alerts, uh, liquidations. I mean, we don't have Anchor Live on Terra 2.0 yet, uh, but we, we prepared that for Terra Classic. Um, anyway, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, and then um, the next stage on the roadmap is going to be a chat. So uh, wallet to wallet, uh, eventually cross-chain. Uh, messaging also end to end encrypted, so we don't we don't have access to the conversations. Um, and peer-to-peer uh, -peer and over-the-counter trades. So as people can chat between wallets, between you know each, each people in the ecosystem, they'll be able to like, hey man, I really like your NFT. It's not for sale though. Would you, uh, would you, could you put a price on it? Maybe I can make you a, a good offer. So if the person clicks on the, okay, let, 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 let me make a proposal, a trade proposal, right? They click on the button and then they see on the left side, their wallets, you'll see your wallet contents, the, your NFT, your currencies uh, and you just select what you want to offer and then on the right side you see the, the other person's wallet so you know if you play games like world of warcraft or runescape or whatever you're used to this kind of like you know you look into the other person's backpack to see what you want to trade and, and then the other person agrees uh when you also agree and then the trade happens so it's very similar kind of like user experience um so when, when when that happens it's in the proposal the other person gets oh you just received a proposal here here's what the other person has proposed uh you know and you can accept or reject or just redo a new proposal anyway that's that's the next step the smart contracts are almost ready they still need to be audited though uh, which is very important of course um and once that's done that's when we're going to start working on the business side so on the business side there's going to be two ways that businesses are going to pay Hermes and in consequence, let's put it like this, uh, also the Hermes protocol users. So the first one is the typical use case for newsletters. So it's basically just off-chain notifications. So right now we are only parsing data that comes from on-chain stuff and then we, we, we send those notifications to people. But uh, once we have the APIs ready for um, other dApps to integrate with us, they will allow users to subscribe to alerts uh, like new features, uh, change log, or actually it's the same thing. Um, updates, just updates yeah. in general. Just yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> it can be a newsletter, but it can be other types of things. Like right. Adapt can have multiple different types of subscriptions, let's say. And uh, the business model there is very similar to like MailChimp, sending blue, whatever. So it's like mailing, mass mailing, basically, but without the spam because people have to subscribe to a kind of newsletter in order to receive those notifications. If they unsubscribe or if they never subscribe, they don't get that. So mm -hmm. uh, the, it's going to be cheap for the businesses. Um, and that, that's about it. And then the second thing is what is going to get users paid. And I think it's going to be very interesting for dApps to get discoverability. So um, basically, uh, we're going to create what we call airdrop notifications. So basically, you as the user, user you choose how much your inbox is worth so let's say uh that whenever you get um, this airdrop notification you want to get paid at least ten dollars for the you know for the for beca because you're kind of like getting served an ad right but you're getting paid for it um right. so the uh, any business that wants to contact you needs to airdrop you at least that amount 
Now, you may be thinking, who the hell is going to airdrop $10 worth of any coin, um, you know, to, to, to just send me some kind of information? Well, picture this on, on Facebook, Google, Twitter, etc. You can do the kinds of filters for users where you can see, oh, I want to target single people between 30 and 35 that are in Lisbon. Maybe they've been in other countries as well. And, you know, so on and so forth. And you create a right. bunch of filters and then mm -hmm. you can serve ads to those people. Right. Um, but you don't know what wallets those people have. So you don't know their financial, you know, like movements or whatever, right? How much they have, et cetera. But the blockchain data is public. It's right there. And, and, and I'm pretty sure that most people know that the blockchain data is public. So if we look into that data, people are not going to really care that we're looking there, right? So in a sense, if businesses can now target wallet addresses, like, man, this guy is a whale. He has $1 million. Let me see what he's been doing. Oh, he actually buys a lot of collections, but he never sells them unless it's been, I don't know, six months or so. I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. you can read this kind of data, take conclusions out of that. So this is a potential prospect if you are, you know, building an NFT collection. So this is a kind of user that you want to target. Maybe it may even be worth to send an ad, you know, an airdrop, um, that is worth a hundred dollars. I don't know because if your mint is a thousand dollars and you want to allow them the possibility to mint five NFTs on the pre-sale or whatever premium, whatever thingy, uh, then maybe it's it's worth doing that airdrop. So if, if people have compelling enough profiles with on-chain data, like there's no, you know, like social proofing doxing thing happening here. It's just on right. data. Uh, then dApps will want to get in front of your eyeballs, right? So we we, we want to be able to provide that while, of course, users are being paid. So you, you know, you have an app that not only does not charge you for anything, but it even gets you money. Instead of just taking in the money all for ourselves, we're uh, airdropping this money to, to users. And the, the way this is going to um, uh, work for us um, well, there's multiple ways it can work out for us, but one of them is that we're going to incentivize businesses to do airdrops uh, with the Hermes token, which they will do a market buy, and then perhaps we'll distribute it to the stakers or we'll just burn the token. Uh, we, we still don't know the exact tokenomics model, but it's going to be something along those lines, right? So there's uh, going to be some sort of like in incentive mechanism on top of the, the data-driven yeah, business yeah, model? Yeah, at, sure? at, okay. at some point, yes. So I think that for the, 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 the data modeling we're going to rely heavily on flipside crypto uh and i'm actually really happy you know they, they provide all of this kind of data for free like it's it's a really good resource so i'm i'm really hoping to rely uh on their kind of data analytics to be able to provide these kinds of filters for dApps to you know to be able to to filter for like users that are interesting for them according to their on-chain profiles right um they actually built something uh, quite interesting uh, a few months ago called the lunatic score uh, which basically gives like a, a scoring system based out of achievements. So like that, that's really cool. And yeah, 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 it's really cool. And and we want to do something similar. We want people to earn achievements, so they actually feel compelled to do other stuff. You know, like participating in five different governance uh, proposals of three different um, protocols. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, and if you do those things, not only are you increasing 
the the interests of your or your user on chain because you've done all of these actions, but you're actually exploring the ecosystem as well. So there, there's a lot to explore here. There is a um, you dropped you dropped so much information right there, but no, you did a great <laughs> job of giving the explanation of basically how you start out with Hermes protocol, what your problems are you trying to solve, why you built it, and then how you're going to eventually scale that and bring it into like a full-on um, self-fulfilling business. And I always get a kick out of like people who are somewhat newer or just even people who've been in the space for a while. And they're like, oh, if you have my address, you can see what I hold in my wallet. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> uh, welcome. Welcome to crypto. But that information, I mean, that information is actually, we're still trying to figure it out because there's so much information, but those who can parse through it and find the value in, in, in ways that you've described, I think there's a huge opportunity there just in terms of what you can build sure. on top of that. Because yeah, if you mentioned, you could see someone in their whole entire web three um, interactions between either they're looking at certain that are interacting with certain smart contracts and certain dApps, or they're interacting with certain collections, or they're buying and holding certain collections. Um, I don't know what you target or why you'd want to target, or like what who you are, who the clientele is, but there's so much potential with that. And I think that's yeah. a really fascinating use case that you've lined out. Um, yeah, I guess expand a little bit off of that. So how how much are you trying to so this do you want this to be the core feature of Hermes protocol? Do you want this to be one of the biggest things, like almost like a Google, Google ads of web three? Or do you want to go more towards the messaging route of things? Are you going to try to find a balance of both of those? Just lay that out for me because I'm curious. Uh, I, I think over time we'll most likely be uh, inclined towards the, the, the kind of like Google Ads kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. in, in conjunction with the, the utility for users. So um, I, I think like I don't want to invent the next Telegram or the next Discord. I think those apps work really well already for, for chatting between people uh so you know emoji reactions threads group channel uh like uh, gr groups of conversations that kind of stuff all great it's all cool i'm not gonna say we're not gonna do them i mean i, I like chats I, I love socializing so um maybe at some point we'll eventually like you know uh do do more cool stuff like that but for now the only features that we think are core to a messaging feature is like you know you know, being knowing if the message right. has been delivered, if it has been seen or not. Uh, actually, we're we're still deciding if we're gonna if we want to give that information or not because Discord doesn't do that. You just know if it has been sent to the Discord servers, but you know if it has been read. But Telegram tells if it has been read or not. So there's 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 pros and cons to doing those those things. Uh, I mean, in the end, it's just up to the user experience that we want to target for. Um, but uh, like replying to messages, group chats and stuff, that's that's like more advanced chat features that it's probably not going to be on the focus anytime soon. Uh, so it, we uh, the target there for the chat is just for a way that you know works well so people can actually know they're talking with the right person that is, you know, that has that profile on chain. Also, uh, which a question that I usually comes comes around when, when I talk in chat is how do you deal with spam and again right. I don't I don't want us to reinvent the wheel here so I think that the the model that Twitter has works really well where basically you can only send messages that go into the inbox of, of a user if that user is following you uh, so that so you know if you follow someone that means you you kind of trust that person or at least you trust them enough so that they can send you a message, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the we 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 will have you, you can follow wallets, right, on our platform. Um, 
so we will kind of like use that as a as a basis to to know if the if the the message that is being sent to you for the first time actually gets into the inbox or to the message requests area again it's like it's going to be very similar to twitter again not reinventing the wheel here um <clears throat> but but yeah right. uh, so you're, yeah chat not, is just not, an accessory yeah. Uh, the, the the core feature is really again like notifications uh, of on chain stuff and then off chain when we get there with the business side of things and then of course build on top of the analytics build on top of the data so that people can get money uh, can they can get more airdrops that are usually kind of like random um, and also give the possibility for businesses to make informed decisions about their airdrops and i think this is a really big boon uh for for web3 i'm 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 really <laughs> bullish on our vision uh at least until someone comes and crashes it with a sledgehammer or something i don't know oh shit uh, i just used sledgehammer that was that was funny i didn't do it on purpose i swear <laughs> your own bot the bots are attacking I, <laughs> <They turn. laughs> I think it's super cool what you guys are trying to build though and I, I really do look forward to seeing how you can implement these things and i mean it is important though and you know you're not trying to reinvent the wheel either which i think is another aspect you're going to take what works in certain platforms you know you mentioned yeah. twitter you're not going to try to recreate telegram you're not going to try to recreate discord and you know people who are out there doing that i've interviewed some people who are trying to do that and it's very ambitious and, like i respect that but it's going to be tough and we've had those conversations yeah. um and so you're just going to try to take the best of what you can find bring it in and allow people to hopefully have a very peer-to-peer -peer experience when it comes to Web3 wallets and identity. Um, and it's going to be a part of this whole entire broader trend we see with people getting more and more attached to that digital identity that can hopefully have some sort of verification outside of just this traditional standard. Uh, you're relying on more of a centralized server database. You have your login, you have your password. Um, you don't really have any ownership of your assets and everything's kind of owned by a centralized. Well, and now we're going there back isn't... To there isn't really a password, uh, so actually, right, uh, right, right. Just, uh, my point, my point being is like it's the Web three model, right? It's it's your wallet that's linked to this. It's not. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. we're, we're we're moving away from a lot of the the old old school ways of thinking about these things in terms of having that digital identity and and bring it hopefully to give people more ownership uh, in that sense um, yeah. of their identity. I do want to I do want to get onto this, and I don't want I don't want to harp on it too much, but Terra. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to harbor it too much because it makes me depressed. Uh, <laughs> Terra <laughs> 1, I should say. Lunk, Luna Classic, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so that was obviously a tough time for a lot of us. Um, mm -hmm. It was very difficult for so many projects. And we're seeing now the whole entire, some people call it with the Luna diaspora. Some people say it's just the, uh, the, the, great, the great separation of people moving around or whatever. Um, but people have gone off and doing their own things. Some of them have stayed on Terra, the new Terra. Some of them have gone off to other chains, or they're doing a mm -hmm. multi-chain sort of thing. But anyways, just walk me through, if you don't mind, what was the experience like going through the ultimate Terra crash? Um, how did that affect your plans? And you've spoken a little bit about your recovery story, but I am curious to hear you know your take on everything that happened within the community during that time, because you were so you were so involved with so many yeah. of these communities and. You know, everyone, everyone knew Chino Man uh, on the side yeah. of Discord. They interact with Chino Man. So, I guess, how did you, how did you figure this whole thing out? Because I'll tell you personally, uh, it was not easy. Yeah. Well, to be really honest, we still kind of haven't figured it out, actually. So, uh, we haven't fully. Uh, I mean, not not nobody has recovered fully at all, but we haven't recovered uh, anything. If I can say that, so um, the only thing that even resembles as a recovery from where we are today, than when the crash happened, is that 
when the crash happened, uh, we literally only had the money that we had on our uh, bank accounts, which wasn't a lot. Uh, and uh, now we received an emergency grant. But for all intents and purposes, that has already been spent anyway. And now we have even less money on our bank accounts. So um, the recovery is still very much in progress. On, on a lot of servers, uh, I never asked for this. Uh, but our clients, they occasionally gave me like an admin role that was like hoisted. So th this means that I was like listed on the top list of users. So people mm -hmm. got to like recognize my, my nickname around the community. I'm not sure how I feel about having my own persona there as like a, a badge of quality of something. But our company, I wanted to be recognized as the company that you go to if you want to have a really solid uh, Discord experience. So I figured, okay, you know what? I'm just going to replace basically and i'm gonna hide my my name my profile because I, i'm not an an admin of those communities but if our bot is there and if people click the bot and it says this server uh is being assisted by momentum one to provide the best discord experience you can get or whatever um when the crash happened i was still listed as an admin and of course you can imagine how many death threats the one got uh, because he was the head of tfl and i mean for anybody that does any kind of due diligence they would know that i'm not tfl and you know but anyway um well, that takes due diligence so, though Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> you know just go on twitter yeah. or, some people, or, or or something some people, just just find the guy that got, this guy's everywhere he, he must be he must be he's basically no quan <laughs> uh, so fun fact well not, not not so much fun but it was an, an interesting coincidence let's put like this um we started looking for an office because we were expanding our team and then the day of the office uh, ceremony or whatever you want to call that, like the day we told everyone from, from our staff, like, hey, come in this Friday. I think it was a Friday. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, we're going to have cake with the with Wampus, which is the Discord mascot and a Hermes right. protocol helmet. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, let, let's celebrate that we are open, you know, that we have an office open for everyone. Um, and that was the exact day when everything went to shit. <laughs> what a hell of a coincidence. Serge, it was the office. It was the office's curse. Dude. <laughs> I mean, how crazy can it get? And it's like, uh, people are like the staff, they're coming in, and I'm just looking at the chats, and it's going crazy. People are like, Oh, oh shit! It detects five cents, and I'm like, oh. well, you know, five 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 percent discount. You know, let let let's go buy that. <laughs> um, no, for, for real. <laughs> right. I mean, I there was we a, all thought that. Yeah, there was a crash in May last year too. So how is it going to be different this time? Um, but but then uh, it, it it got going down, and then you know when it went to like I don't know seventy or eighty or or sixty, I don't know cents or something. That's when I thought. Mm, Man, this is this is gonna be hard. And then they couldn't mint uh, Luna anymore because of the the safeguards that they put in. So they had to put like they had to rush a proposal to mint the bajillion Luna so that they can try to uh, repack USD. And that's when I realized, oh shit, uh, Luna is gonna be worth zero. Uh, but, but all of my or almost all of my Luna was lock dropped on Astroport for an entire year because that's how much I trusted Luna. Um, but when I, when I, when I realized, okay, this is really gonna 
fucking blow, uh, we we we're gonna need to do something. Uh, I mean, I can't just sit around and watch. But I mean, I, everyone is you know with their beers in their hands, except for like a couple of them that are like looking at the price charts and like, dude, should I should I sell? Should I sell? And I'm like, I have no idea what to tell you. Like, uh, I I'm not gonna tell you to buy or sell because if I do and and you regret it, then you're gonna look at me and be like, dude, why did you tell me this? And I'm and so I I. I <laughs> I stepped aside and like, dude, this is unprecedented. I can't do anything because everything is locked, but you do you and just go with your gut feeling. Um, but then at some point, people are just, I don't know. The, the feeling I got is that everyone is scattered. Everyone's running around. we like, you know, just they don't know what they're doing. Everyone's asking questions. Uh, and nobody, everyone's scared. Nobody knows what they're doing. And, uh, um, and I thought, okay, you know what? We we need to 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 recollect everyone and decide how, what are the next steps. So I figured, as the person that you know has almost the entire ecosystem as their clients, and I have relationships with everyone, uh, I figured, okay, I'm gonna put everyone together. Um, I mean, the, the, someone already created a, a, gr a group on Telegram called uh, Terra Rebirth League, I think. Maybe it wasn't. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. It was called Rebuilding Terra back then. Yeah. Someone did that. I don't know if it was uh, Mark Chen from TFL or someone else. Uh, but yeah, anyway, someone did that. But damn, that Telegram chat became chaotic. It was impossible to have any conversation or any meaningful conversation there. Mm. People were, were discussing new tokenomics and new logos. And, and if we're still going to recover the, 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 the chain or if you're going to do a fork or a hard fork or a soft fork. Oh, my God, you just couldn't. It, it was impossible. And that was because everybody just joined a Telegram chat. There was no organization. There was no distinction between, between who the hell is this guy, uh, you know, with, with the mouse uh, um, profile, you know, <laughs> um, uh, and, and who is this other uh, Galaxy Punk NFT, uh, you know, profile picture, right? Uh, nobody knew who, who they were except for, the, you know, the founders that knew each other's nicknames. Um, so, yeah, it was chaotic. And I figured, okay, you know what? Uh, we can't do any governance on chain because it's it's halted. Uh, but we need to decide on things. We need to decide: should, is, are we going to do a hard fork, a soft fork? Is it going to be a new logo? Is it going to be whatever? And there were no communications whatsoever from DFL. At least I wasn't one of the privileged ones that got a, a phone call from though because you know that's what he put on Twitter. Uh, so I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just try and do something. I'm gonna do whatever I can, which is filling. So, so what I decided to do with the help of GJ from Flipside Crypto and Trevor. Uh, Trevor, if you don't know, he's uh, the head of uh, Angel Alliance, uh, which is an alliance of, uh, um, yeah, and Tix as well. Yes, the Tix is his project. Um, and you know, everybody knows that guy. He was like very involved in the ecosystem, like myself. Um, he was he was doing more like business oriented things, and I was doing like more community stuff uh, or whatever. Um, and yeah, so like we partnered up me, GJ, and Trevor, and of course, we also got some else on board something else is like the best mod I, I ever worked with that guy is mega patient he has helped i don't know how many hundreds or thousands of people on the terror discord it's insane the guy even huh. sent usd to people they deposited everything on anchor you know uh <laughs> they were like dude just here's some usd to pay for gas so you can withdraw your usd from anchor I mean, that guy is golden, like massive shout outs to Legend. him. So we created a role, of course, founder and co-founder and, uh, you know, builder, whatever. Uh, 
server. And for every single person that joined that Discord, we, we went to verify if they are in the Telegram group, if, if they are who they say they are. And so, to, you know, to check if everything matches out, then give out the proper roles, and then, of course, set up channels so that founders can vote on some things, but then we can make it transparent for everybody so that they can chime in on other public channels, etc., and and decide what, what is going to be the future of Luna. So we built all of that. We built a meta governance. We were deciding how things are going to be structured, and, you know, all, the, all those things we need to, to decide on things. And then suddenly one day, Doe comes on, or I don't know if it was Doe, I'm sorry. It was someone from TFL. Uh, maybe it was SJ Park. Uh, he came on Telegram and be like, hey guys, so this is a new Luna logo. We're going to do a fork. Uh, we're going to do an airdrop and blah, 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 blah. So like this whole thing panned out. And, and I'm like, okay, so everything that we have trying to, uh, we have been trying to build after the crash, like, I, I, I shit you not, I, I didn't sleep for, I don't know how many weeks. Like, I was so focused on getting this shit together to you know to get Luna back somehow to, to some working stage uh, and TFL was was silent uh, I figured I mean I, I mean they, 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 I didn't think they were gonna rug us or anything I just figured they, they, they had their problems of their own you know legal problems and death threats and all that kind of stuff um, but apparently behind doors they were doing exactly the same thing as us and because DFL has you know, the authority, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because here's how it is. Like, okay. No, I I remember I remember when because actually I was uh, I I probably shouldn't have been in that in that Discord group because I was just running a podcast on Luna. But anyways, I was in there for a little but bit. You, you, you were still you're, involved you're, in the ecosystem, ecosystem, right? So you, right, you know, yeah. But like, I mean, I was I was just a, I mean I was just a scribbler. I mean, <laughs> I was I was just a commentator. And like ultimately, like I knew I didn't feel like it was my place or my i just felt like it was more appropriate if i just let others do it and i like i feel like me being in there was more of a, of a liability in terms of like information i accidentally leak or whatever mm -hmm. versus like i don't, I don't want to like i don't want to contribute to drama i'm just like let people figure it out and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah but anyways like i remember i remember seeing that and the day that the proposal came out i think that's the day i left actually so i'm like okay yeah is, so like, pretty crazy pretty one, one one thing that's so as if this wasn't you know a bit for sweating enough because we we spent so much time trying to help Terra that we could have done you know, just going to other ecosystems, knock on their door, be like, hey, you know, we're the premium Discord builders. We want to help your ecosystem too. Uh, how can you help us? No, we were we were trying to help Terra. We we're trying to help all our clients. We we're trying to the whole things together. Uh, you know, so uh, um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, at some point, this emergency council thing uh, came about, and uh, there were I think four forms sent. To, to the Telegram group with with uh, all of the founders. Uh, and I remember explicitly following, I mean, filling all the forms except the very last one. So I look at the list and I'm like, well, we didn't get any money for sure because I didn't give anyone our wallet address. I mean, it's public and people are, are getting the, the, their first grant uh, allocations. So I look at the projects and we're not there and I'm like, Okay, what the hell happened? Why the hell are we not in this emergency grant? I mean, we are builders. We, Jesus Christ, we've helped so many projects here. How can you not consider us important enough to receive a saving grace? I mean, we lost all our treasury. I, I'm going to have to fire everyone in my company if you guys don't help us out. This this feels like a backstab. I was desperate. Uh, it was not a it was not a good moment. I I actually bad mouthed. 
uh, like one of our other projects. I was like, how how can these guys get an allocation and we not? You know, that was not a good moment. Uh, I, I admit to that. Uh, but but anyway, I was frustrated, right? Um, and then, you know, people told me, hey, man, you didn't follow the last form. Like, Jesus Christ, we filled so many forms. How is this? How did this happen? Uh, uh, so basically. Bureaucratic, yeah. Yeah. So we did what we could. We created a proposal on Agora uh, to, to get money, uh, the same conditions as everyone else. So we built an on-chain proposal. Um, so we, we put that 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 uh, proposal, but guess what? We submitted a text proposal. We didn't submit a community spend proposal, which is what was needed. But I created a text proposal because the emergency grant proposal that everyone followed through it was also a text proposal. But then I was explained that it was a text proposal because the money was already allocated at another wallet, so that's why it wasn't a community spend. It was just a text. So we actually needed to do a community spend proposal so here we are again again another week later uh to submit another on-chain proposal to get the community spend which was something like um just please vote yes to actually execute the previously approved governance poll i mean uh it was it was frustrating times but yeah that's that's how we are at the moment uh so it's not it's not very Good thing to say that you know we're we're tight, um, but um, I don't know. We we had some promising conversations with some ecosystems. We'll see which one of them falls through. Uh, we're we're happy to go, you know, where we can make a difference and where people, you know, mm -hmm. they respect us and they, they they help us out. They can connect us with the relevant people, and we're not going to migrate away from Terra. Uh, uh, we for our vision of Hermes, we need to expand. Uh, we need to, to be on other chains. Uh, that was always the vision from the get-go. Like, if you look at our original hackathon submission on August 21, uh, August 2021, I mean, like, like last year, we, we said that the future is multi-chain. Hermes protocol needs to be multi-chain. So from the very beginning, that was always clear. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at what CoinHall did, DFM, Stater Labs, all of them, they're multi-chain. And that's where we want to, you know, and A-Board. A-Board was actually it, it, really it, good. One of Go the things, though, about the, fu the future, like the future of crypto is if if the whole entire Web3 sector has a shot outside of just, you know, having sort of decentralized payment rails or money, it's it has to have some sort of chain agnostic multi-chain future, in my opinion. I don't think there's going to, I don't think there's going to be a world where we only have one network that rules them all for for yeah. smart contract coordination or just yeah. decentralized coordination in general. That, that's with that's not how the internet works, right? Uh, the, the, the internet works with different servers that have their own networks. Exactly. They can communicate between themselves, but there's the standard, the internet protocol um, standard, the IP, right, uh, that, that allows servers to communicate between themselves through nodes, their router switches, etc. And that's that's very similar to what we have within Cosmos. Terra is in its own uh, blockchain. Well, there, now there's there's two of them, right? That's on you know mainnet, whatever. Uh, and and, and uh, each project can run their own node if they want, but it's just a replica of the of the blockchain. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, you can communicate outside of Terra through IBC. And 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 that make me extremely bullish in Cosmos because it, it is so similar to the to the Web two world where we have networks of servers that are connected um, between each other through a standard. And this standard on Web three is IBC. 
so you can have as many dApps as you want on Terra, on Kajira, on uh, Osmosis, etc. And then if you want to communicate between themselves, just use IBC, and it just works. It's 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 almost like magical. But Sergio, I want to thank you for your time today. I I think you've you provide not only a great perspective on what you're building with Hermes and the stuff that you've done through Momentum, but also just the insight that you've given through what happened with Terra has been by far the most in depth of any guest we've had on, because um, you were truly right there on the on ground zero when everything was going to chaos and you were seeing firsthand in your new office, unfortunately in your new office. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I hope you've had better days in the office since then. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you've, you've really seen this whole entire thing flesh out and I, and I do, I, I'm looking forward to, to going back and, and seeing the story that you've told throughout this and, and, and uh, reflecting upon it because once again, mm-hmm. uh, keeping these things in mind as we go forward and the lessons we've learned are so vital to make sure that people don't repeat these mistakes. I do yeah. want to end the, uh, I want to ask you one final question a more of a lighter note. Um, and we want to ask every single, we do like to ask every single guest more of like a personal, like non-crypto related question, just something mm-hmm. fun. We call it the fun fact um, outside of anything Web3. So uh, the fun fact we uh, the fun fact question I'm asking for you this week is what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, whenever, I, whenever I have to pick an ice cream, I usually go for a mix of uh, coffee and chocolate. Mm. um or you know if there's like a cappuccino flavor and then that also works out like a mocha um yeah 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 mocha yeah. mocha is cool yeah <laughs> because Very. that's actually something that i also do like you know the chocolate mousse i always ask the the waiters to, to bring a little bit of uh coffee grounds the the, mm. the you know the, the powder of coffee to put on top of the chocolate and basically because it's so bitter it cuts out all the extra sweetness from the chocolate uh, so it evens out really well. I really like that dessert. So I'll, I'll take the same thing for an ice cream. <laughs> are you a are you a big coffee guy? Um, I I uh, sometimes yes, but I really know that I shouldn't have too much coffee. So, <laughs> uh, but I love I like I love drinking Red Bull. It's so tasty. I also drink Monster, but Red Bull is just I don't know. I I prefer it. I mean, I'm not sponsored or anything. Um, Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> our sponsors. Hermes yeah, Protocol yeah. runs. No, Hermes <laughs> Protocol would be a perfect Red Bull sponsor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Red Bull funny. gives you wings. Hermes gives you wings. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool. Thank you That's for answering that. It's always, really always cool. a little bit of fun. Before we wrap up here, my final question for you, Sergio. Where should people go to learn more about Hermes, Momentum One, and to follow you? For Hermes Protocol, um, you know, if you go to our website, uh, hermesprotocol.io, uh, you will see all of the information, hopefully, uh, that you may want to find. So uh, what we are, what we're doing, also links to the web app, also links to uh, social media. You can join our Discord. Uh, of course, I mean, Discord, right? <laughs> uh, second, second, second fun fact question, actually. How much do you love Discord on a scale of 1 to 10? 1, you hate it. 10, you love it. Ten, absolutely. Okay, there you go. That's what I was expecting to hear. I mean, uh, I it's 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 a perfect tool for communities. I I don't know how to say this differently. And like whenever I heard, whenever I hear someone tells me, oh, but I I, I think Telegram works out so much better. I'm like, dude, tell me what are your pain points. <laughs> Tell me what are your pain points. I, I'm not going to fight you. Just please right. tell me what don't you like about Discord. And I'm going to bet that 90% or 95% of the reasons you're going to tell me that you don't like Discord are things that I can fix for you. You know, like right. spammers, disorganization, a lack of inf- organized information. We can help with all, all of those things. Yeah, definitely a 10. <laughs> so, yeah, come there hang out go. on our Discord server. Um, we'll answer, like, all of your questions. I mean, 
our we don't even have a community at this point. I mean, we just launched our beta last week, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it's still something like very you know being evolved. Uh, so don't expect very active chatter, but you know we need people. So come hang out, ask questions. We'll answer when we can. So give us suggestions, report bugs. We love that, of course. I mean, obvious, right? It's a beta after all. Uh, also, you know, expect bugs. Again, it's a beta, right? Um, so yeah, report them, and we'll do our best to to fix it quickly. Um, and yeah, we're really excited. And uh, about Momentum One, uh, there's a link to our uh, company's website on the very uh, um, the footer of Hermes Protocol. You know, the thing like made by Momentum One, something like that. You you always have them on the footers. Uh, I'm sure there's a link somewhere there uh, that links back to Momentum. But anyway, uh, Momentum Dash One Dot IO. Um, also, just one final note. I'm sorry, I didn't mention this before, but it's really important. Um, so we have an open source repo on GitHub. Uh, our organization uh, is uh, Hermes Protocol-IO, um, and we have an open source repo called Assets, and and that is actually a, a, a website that you can access at assets.hermesprotocol.io. Uh, it doesn't have much information yet. We're still building. It's going to be a, a documentation site, basically, that is going to tell people how can you submit your project's information to our repo, that repo, so that our platform can automatically integrate with your project. So if you want us to support your governance polls, if you've created a smart contract for, for governance for your for your project, um, there are ways that you can do that where we don't have to develop uh, our platform. It's just going to work uh, after, you pull, uh, after you send a pull request with a simple .json file. I mean, any any person, even non-developers, know how to work out with, that, with JSON files. Uh, so yeah, that repo... Um, if, if you go there, there's a few instructions. If you go to the actual repo on GitHub, there's some instructions there, very basic still. It's a work in progress. But uh, here's one uh, very interesting thing. There's a folder called um, NFTs. And inside, there's one file called contracts.json. In that file, there's a list of all the NFT collections that we have indexed. And then there's a folder called metadata. Uh, sorry, metadata. Um, and in that folder, there's one file per each collection. And each of those files is the entire collection of NFTs for that specific collection with the name of the, you know, the, the, the name is the smart contract.json. Uh, so if you want to build a rarity tool, if you want to build any kind of bot that needs to have the collections indexed, you don't need to set up a node to ping or use the public infra. Don't do that. You know, it's going to make everything slower for everyone else. Just go here, download the, the JSON to your app. Uh, you can also use it on your own backends uh, by using our, uh, like the, the URL, so assets.hermitsvertical.io, and then, you know, the rest of the, the URL, so like slash blockchain, slash Terra, slash NFT, slash metadata, blah, blah, blah. Um, and just, you can use that because we have unlimited bandwidth from Cloudflare. Um, like, I love those guys. I love Cloudflare. <laughs> Uh, so a limited bandwidth, just uh, do that. Download it as many times as you want. It'll always be updated uh, with the with pull requests. So yeah, if you're building anything related with NFTs, uh, you can do that. You know, it's it's, it's like a, like a free gift for developers. Uh, there you go, the free gift. There you go. And yeah. to everyone listening to that, all these links will be on the show notes. So definitely check it out, get involved, yeah. join the Hermes Protocol Discord. Sergio, I want to thank you again for your time. Fantastic once again. Thank you so much for the invite. Great. 